It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Change makers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. In today's fast-paced world, our lives are marked by a singular focus on achievement. We prioritize doing well over being well. According to today's guest, Naj Behesti, the truth is we can have both success and well-being. Naj is an executive wellness coach, speaker, Forbes contributor and CEO with more than 20 years of experience working with Fortune 500 companies. She once worked with Steve Jobs, who was her first and most influential mentor. Nas is the author of the book, Pause, Breathe, Choose, Become the CEO of Your Well-Being. Welcome, Nas. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. So, Steve Jobs was your first boss and mentor, and he is the inspiration behind your new book. Can you tell us about your experience working with him? Yeah, he was the first person who showed me up close and personally what it truly meant to be the CEO of your well-being and the CEO of a successful company. He truly embodied both, and that was an example that I really wanted to emulate. And the Steve I knew was really an extraordinary visionary who was laser focused and demanded excellence. And he really taught me uh, what he, the lessons he taught me are what I carry with me today. They're my daily healthy habits for high performance. So what does that mean to be the CEO of your own life? What were some of the lessons that he taught you? Well, to be the CEO of your own well-being is really about um, considering your well-being like a company run. So well-being at its core is about being happy, energized, engaged, healthy, and, and prosperous. And it's a really holistic approach. So it really means promoting good mental, emotional, physical, social, uh, financial, professional, and environmental well-being. All of those areas, if you consider them different departments in your life, it's about showing up fully engaged happy and energized in all those areas. And uh, Steve was really, you know, showing up to work full of energy. Um, he was very passionate and driven building Apple to be the company that it is. And he had strong relationships. He was very health conscious. He ate very healthily. He exercised and, you know, he had a sense of purpose and passion. And so all those areas were fulfilled in his life. And so seeing that working for him uh, was really highly influential. And I kind of took that at the time. I didn't realize that that was what it meant to be the CEO of your well-being. But in hindsight, when I look back and connect the dots, he, he truly embodied that. Well, you know, when I started all of this work, it, it really was the result of going through a lot of loss and trauma in my own life. And 
one of the biggest lessons that I learned at that time was that we are a sum of the parts, the mind, body, soul, and spirit. And really, that's what my Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life brand is about. It is connecting those Mm -hmm. dots for personal and professional success. So when people are, are thinking about their professional life, what do you think they're doing I don't want to say wrong, but that they may not be bringing to the table that holds them back. Well, they may be considering their professional life just something to, you know, bring home a paycheck, right? Mm -hmm. There's no passion or purpose involved in what they do. And we spend so much time at work that it's really a shame to kind of dismiss um, an opportunity that can be very meaningful and fulfilling. And you know, I understand that not everyone is as fortunate as I am or you are to, you know, love what you do, like what Steve, you know, said that to do great work is to love what you do. However, even within a a job that you just consider a job and not your passion and purpose, you could still find meaning in it in, in daily intentions and daily purpose rather than the bigger like macro level of purpose of like your life mission or life purpose. But rather, you could still find joy and gratitude within your day with the people you work with, with the smaller tasks you're responsible for or whatever it is. It's a choice. So it's a choice to either be happy in your current um, career or if you don't want to choose to be happy and it's just something that cannot make you happy, change it. You know, life's too short. So then do what you love instead. You worked at Apple and with Steve when it was early on in your career. Did that experience shape your direction? Are you doing something different today than you really thought you'd be doing back then? It definitely shaped my experience back then. I had no idea that working with Steve as my first job out of college, I really didn't know where I would end up. It was really experiential. Um, And so I just really took it as a let's let's see how this goes. It was supposed to be just a temporary job. It was never intended to be a long term job. And most of the other, uh, actually all of the other executive assistants working uh, at Apple, that was their career. You know, they were much older and they had been, you know, they were very experienced and had been doing it their whole, their whole career and they were excellent at their job. I was just very, very junior and green. And so definitely I knew though that that wasn't going to be my, my full-time uh, career. We've all been living through some very difficult times. This, this past year has really challenged so many of us. We've had to endure financial upset, uh, loss, grief, uh, concerns about our health. So many things that really, you know, we, we probably never thought we would be facing, especially all at once. And you have principles that you believe can help us manage stress and build resilience. Can you share a few of those with us? Sure. There, there's so many that I'll, I'll start with the simplest, uh, which is my pause, breathe, choose method. And that's that you can use anytime, anywhere. And to take a pause is really a mission of being mindful because when we start to worry or feel anxious or stressed or overwhelmed uh, or sad, just any, you know, feelings that we don't want to feel um, because it could be taking us away from the present. So typically we're either living in the past or in the future. And especially right now with all this uncertainty and stress, it's, 
it's more of a challenge to live in the present moment um, because we're either facing what has happened in the past and then not knowing what's going to happen in the future. So if we're mindful, we could take a pause when we, when we recognize that our mind is wandering or we're feeling stressed or anxious or overwhelmed, take that pause and remember to take a mindful breath, just breathing mindfully, consciously is, is an act of um, mitigating and releasing some of that stress and not spiraling into more of a stressful state. And when you're present, then you're able to make a mindful choice. And again, living in the past or future or on autopilot or sleep, then we are not making the best choices for ourselves. And that can just lead one, one, you know, choices, one choice against another. So we want to start with making mindful choices and being present. So pause, breathe, choose is mindfulness in action. And that's actually a, a wonderful approach because, you know, we are conditioned, we are designed to think in a negative manner. It's mm-hmm. for our own survival. Humans are, are built that way. And when you're going through a challenge, you very easily, as you said, you go into autopilot, your subconscious programming, and you start to unravel. But by taking that pause and becoming mindful of what it is you're thinking and then calming yourself down, as you say, you have the opportunity then to make the choice because you are in the present moment. And rather than just you know, spiraling down, you know, where we go with all of the things that may happen that usually never do, this is a great approach that you just shared with us. Thank you. It's very effective and very easy. So, I mean, I shouldn't say easy. It's simple. Sometimes it's not so easy because, again, when we are in that state, we have to be, the trick is to be mindful to snap out of that state and and recognize it and then self-direct or, you know, autocorrect. In keeping with the theme of what we've just gone through over the past year, what do you think the impact will be on business leaders going forward? What's the most important theme for 2021? Well, the most important theme, I would say, is to be agile and adapt to uncertainty and, you know, be very, very resilient. So start building your resilience reserves for anything that could happen in the future, knowing that um, your self-care and and treating your employees well is really important because without, you know, your employees' well-being and your own well-being, it's, it's really challenging to run a company and be successful and be innovative, you know, and be able to adapt. And if you need to pivot, you need to be well in order to do well. So they go hand in hand. So many of us, when we go through a challenging situation and we experience pain, we want the pain to stop, obviously. We, we don't want to feel that. But do you believe that that pain can really serve as a catalyst to help us find our purpose? I, I know in my own life, that is what was the beginning at the root of the work that I do now. I would not be doing this had I not gone through all of that loss and pain. So for me, pain led to purpose. Do you agree that that can be a catalyst for other people? Absolutely. And it is a choice, though, because pain can completely destroy people if they allow it, you know, because pain is, I mean, could 
can paralyze one. And, you know, there's different, different levels of pain, different stages of pain. And um, so when we come out the other side, it's our choice to use that pain as our greatest teacher for growth. Or we use that pain to define who we are and, you know, uh, which is a much more disempowering state rather than an empowering state to take charge and, and use that as lessons and, and a way to evolve. Um, so I definitely think that you can use pain as your greatest teacher for growth and to find your purpose as well. Naz, when you were talking about Steve Jobs earlier, you had said that he was very focused, very driven, and he brought that into the workplace. Do you think that, you know, with social media and all of the distractions that we have in our world today, do you think that that makes us less productive? Does it break our focus? And if you do, how can we get that back? Absolutely. If if we allow it, right? Again, there's, it's all, these are all choices that we make. We can choose to, you know, go on social media or, you know, check that email as it comes in, if we're in the middle of something or answer that call when you're in the middle of something, or you could be very driven. I mean, like laser focused, like Steve and just be present in what you're working on and not let any distractions get in the way and, or set timers for yourself, for example, and then when you take a break, then check those things, check your emails or whatever you need to do. But it's much more challenging these days with, you know, all your buzzing devices um, trying to get your attention at any given moment. And if you do check email, you could get or social media or answer that call, whatever the distraction is, you can easily get sucked into it. So, again, being mindful is about you know, being fully aware of, okay, if I'm going to choose to now take, you know, take myself away from what I'm at the task at hand, what I'm working on right now, then I'm going to only do this for a certain amount of time or not get, you know, tell myself not to get sucked into anything further. So it's just about being fully aware of your actions and, you know, just going on, for example, YouTube to check something, or if you want to you know, find something online, you can easily get sucked into a rabbit hole and something you thought would take a minute could end up being, you know, many minutes or even hours <laughs> if you allow it. So for sure, your productivity can be compromised if you allow it. So it's more of a challenge. You just have to make more of an effort to not let that happen. I hear so many people complain about, you know, they say, oh, I couldn't get anything done today. And then they'll say, yeah, I went on Facebook and three hours <laughs> later, I'm still there. So I think that's a great point. It's making the choice rather than complaining. It's doing something about it. Right. And there is now thanks to the Apple phone and I'm sure other phones have it too, but you can, you can um, put limits as to how long you want to be on social media. And I have something pop up. I, I put a 10 minute limit per day. So when I've gone over 10 minutes, it will pop up and say, you know, whatever you've reached your, you've spent 10 minutes online. So I'm aware, even if I lose track of time, you know, there's notifications that remind you and put you back on track. So it's about utilizing those notifications and timers or whatever, however you want to do it, because it is very easy to lose track of time and get sucked into something that you weren't planning on on doing. 
If you could bullet point your message about how to become the CEO of your well-being, what would those bullet points be? It would be to choose to take charge of your life in all areas of your life and use a pause, breathe, choose method. Be mindful, take care of yourself, and do what you love. I mean, those are really the main main things. I mean, there's a lot more, but those are specific to pause, breathe, choose. The book is Pause, Breathe, Choose, Become the CEO of Your Well-Being. If you'd like to get more information about Naz and her work, you can visit nazbeheshti.com. Naj, in about 30 seconds or less, what's the takeaway? What do you want to leave our listeners with? Well, I would love for you to take charge of your life and truly prioritize your well-being because without your well-being, um, it's, it's really difficult or challenging and not fulfilling to, you know, live your best life. So take charge and, and pause, breathe, choose to live your best life today. Nas, thank you so much for joining us. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, CYACYL.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.